Praise God. All right. Holy Spirit, thank you. We just ask for grace today. We just thank you for heavenly understanding. We thank you for opening our eyes. We bind every religious spirit, shut up. Every deaf, mute spirit, get lost. In the name of Jesus, we take authority. We thank you for the blood of Jesus for open uh, uh, ears and eyes in Jesus' name, amen. Now, the reason why I just prayed like that directly, um, I used to find it really annoying when people would say, I'm gonna pray in public, but they preach at you. And it's sort of like, uh, just gotta cut to the chase. I'm going to talk about a, a prophetic encounter recently um, my wife had, but I was on the, on the phone for quite some time this morning with Lawrence, and we're talking about a whole bunch of things going on in the realm of the Spirit. And so with what I share this morning, it says if there's anything prophetic, test it and weigh it. Can someone say amen? amen. All right, so you test and weigh, and I will build a case because it's a bit abstract. So I wanna just share something that, um, about, oh my gosh, when we first started the church here in Maylands, I said, I mean, not when we started the church, but when we came into the building here, I was on holidays with my wife, and um, what happened was, I was, we were really considering, really diluting down a lot of the things we teach. I was really considering it, um, praying about it, and, um, and then when I was in, when I was, it, it, we were in Fraser Island and I was having the time of my life because I was, I was four-wheel driving on sand and my wife who gets motion sickness wasn't having the best time. <laughs> so, but we persisted. And um, I got the clear, a clear word of the Lord is this. The Lord said to me, he said, he said, rather than me getting too clever for God and, and, and diluting it down, he said, Todd, you do what I show you to do. What's it to you if this and this and this and this happens with the church? You just do what I show you to do and he, he said to me, the Field of Dreams is a specialist church. I remember that. And so that's why I have a grace to, to lead it. I'm, we're not trying to be like anybody else, but we're not trying to be different either. I think that we're not a, a counterculture. We're not a, a, you know, against this sort of thing. Oh, we're against seeker-friendly churches. We, we, it's, not like, we, it's just not like that at all. We just do what the Lord shows us to do. But one of the things is the Lord wants to speak prophetically through this church. Can someone say amen? And, and that's what we have to bring to the table. Now, what happens is that there is a time if someone is a baby Christian, no worries, I get it. And that's why we have EWW. So people can go to that and they can start to uh, do the drive-through, takeaway, Uber Eats, spiritual food. Okay? People go, oh, you know, we got so many resources. But then what happens on a Sunday, because, and I'll tell you why, is but things are happening so quickly at the moment, things that I think I'm gonna preach on in two or three, four weeks or months time, the Lord says next week. Who knows everything's moving quickly, really quickly. So I'm going to, uh, uh, <laughs> it's, I'm going to build a little bit of a case and we have to let God's Word speak for itself. And, and, and this is why we need wisdom. So I'm gonna get into that in a minute, but I know that uh, my wife's having encounters she hasn't had in years. There's lots of things happening uh, currently, and I'll do my very best to preach from my phone. All right, so here we go. Um, all right, let's do Proverbs chapter one. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom. So wisdom is about justice, judgment and equity, yep. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise, and keep it there, and their riddles. You know, heaven has a language that to us seems like a riddle. Who, who in this last season is having a lot more dreams than they usually have, come on. A lot of them are riddles. But see, see, this is why we need wisdom because it's just heaven's normal. We're the one in the sub 70 IQ category. If we don't learn heaven's language, which actually is wisdom and understanding. God is speaking all the time. He says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. He says, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways above your ways, my thoughts above your thoughts. So this is why we need to continually ask for wisdom. This is, this is the cry of God's heart. He said, I wanna speak to you, my children, but you have to learn my language. 
Whereas the church wants God to speak English or Malaysian or Cantonese, and the Lord says, I'll give you continual dreams and visions that are superior to talking to you just in, a, in an understand, uh, understandable language in this dispensation. When God gives you a dream or a vision or an enigma or a riddle, He can say one thing, He can, he can say a hundred things through one thing. So He wants us to know wisdom. Wisdom is to perceive riddles and enigmas. This is why we map. This is why we interpret dreams. And he is speaking. He is speaking, but we need to know the heavenly language. So read that again. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. Yep. Wisdom is the most important thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. So this is so key for us. Even in James, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, come to God and ask with no doubting. And we think we know better. Oh, no, 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 I, but I really, I need healing. No, I need financial breakthrough. I actually need favour. I need, Lord says, you need none of those. You need wisdom. Because you get wisdom, you'll get all those other things. You'll have long life. You'll have honour. You'll have wealth. You'll have health. And so this is why it's so important that we lay a hold of wisdom, but we need God's wisdom. It's not just an IQ test. It's heaven's language. I tell you why, because Jesus said to his followers, he said, I have so many more things to tell you, but you can't handle it. This is what I learned when I studied psychology, is that we all have a framework of, of basic working knowledge and we all have filters, they call them, they call them schemas. S-C-H-E-M-A, not schema, okay, schema, nothing but a schema, no. And so, so you have, it's a filter, it's so strong, it's, 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 your, it's not just your worldview, it's your sense of reality. Your filters are so strong that if something comes, you can only, if it comes, uh, uh, new information comes, it all comes, always comes through your filter. If it's a different shape, either you have to change the shape of it to fit in your realm of comprehension or it bounces off like you never heard it. The other thing too is this, is that you can hear something that you go, wow, that's amazing. But you only retain it if you can connect it to, to things you already know. You can hear something, that's incredible teaching. But if it's abstract and it's out here, you can't connect it to a current body of knowledge, you won't retain it. That's why God has to speak to us often. We rarely catch things the first time. This is why Jesus spoke in parables. Is that God wants us to, he, he, he draws he does, metaphorically and simile, and, 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 and parabolic language so we can go back into what we know and then discover the unknown through the known. He, this, is what, this is why we need wisdom. And so I, we, we, the fact that you believe in Jesus and you've asked him into your life means that you're born from above, you're a new creation, means he lives inside of you. And there's some big things for you to do. We have to, we have to grow up. We have to grow up because at the moment there is a suffering world that needs a grown up church. There is a, it's, it's, it's actually not about us, we're fine. Legit, it's actually, it's about others. So what are some of the really, really interesting things that would seem slightly above many believers pay grade that the Lord says, I'm gonna blow your mind with what I've called you to do. Let's put up the next one. I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter six. Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? Think about that. God wants to use you to judge the word. There's a, now, that's not what I'm saying. This is what the Word of God teaches. And you go, well, there was, there was movement in the station <laughs> for the Word of God around, you know? Like, like uh, do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Goes to the next, another level. Do you not know that we shall judge angels? how much more things that pertain to this life. Isn't that incredible? So the Lord wants us, He's got a, an acceleration program as long as we engage the protocols and the steps. And we are called to be a specialist body because we can't sit around waiting for people who have two years of spiritual development with it squeezed within 20 years. Because He has many, many things for His people to do. And this is an exciting invitation. It's not an accusation. And remember, you guys, you're fine. You've arrived. It's only the people watching on the podcast. Pause and meditate. So you've got 
the, the, the layers of, of heaven's language in scripture is amazing. So you go, the narrative of the deliverance or the exodus from Egypt, and then we read in Corinthians that they, when they went through the sea, they were baptized into Moses. And that the rock that followed them in the wilderness is Christ. See, the Lord doesn't want to just speak to us through a biographical narrative. He wants to speak to us on a Sarah Lee level. Layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. And this is, <coughs> and, and Paul paraphrases, he, he, he trans, almost like he's transliterating, uh, you know, paying elders and, and workers of the word, you know, through, through uh, uh, animal husbandry and horticulture in the Old Testament. Jesus, he said, Has, have you not heard it was written, you know, uh, uh, out of the mouth of infants and, and babes, you will perfect praise. Whereas it says in Psalm 8, it says, out of the mouth of infants, you've ordained strength. We need heaven's language so we can function. This is why wisdom is the most important thing. The Spirit of God has, the, the, the sevenfold Spirit of God has one part might. The rest is about understanding, fear of the Lord, knowledge, counsel, wisdom, etc. And this is why I'm all for revival and outpouring, but God really, I don't wanna hear any more cliche prophetic words about blueprints and counsel when no one is functioning in wisdom. He wants his collective body to understand his language because he says in the in Song of Songs, my beloved comes skipping on the tops of the mountains and he says, come up here. And she goes, no, 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 it's not the time yet. And he goes, yes, it is. He says, now it's spring. Now the flowers are blooming. Now we're ready. She goes, I'm not ready. God's calling us up to function from His place. He wants us. How can we ever believe for an encounter on an Enoch level when we are so in love with this physical world and we are not in love with the King of Glory? And so hopefully we can, we can break some soul ties to the old earth today <laughs> because He wants us to engage with the spirit of ascension because it says, eye has not seen nor ear heard nor has it entered into the heart of the man the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. And that's a transliteration from Isaiah, those who wait on Him. Because we, when you wait on the Lord, you get entwined. You actually, that, 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 that oneness. So that's just my intro. <laughs> We, this is why wisdom is amazing. It's amazing. God wants to speak to us all the time, but we need to know His language. This is why it says, those who are wise shall shine. And if you want to manifest the fruit of wisdom, you'll win souls. He who wins souls is wise. So this is, that was the preamble to, I'm going to build a small case and then we're going to, Swing bat about about a swing, see what we can come up with. But I want to share an encounter because God, things are happening on the earth very, very quickly. I thought I was going to unpack this down the track, and the Lord said, No, it's today. So good for you. All right. We're going to establish something that might go against your natural senses, but we're going to see what God says is real. Who believes, this is a rhetorical question, who believes the Bible is the Word of God? Come on. Okay, so what we've got to do is we've got to allow it to speak to us, even if it, now I'm a, I'm a cat owner now, and trust me, you can rub a cat up the wrong way. It's possible, it's possible, okay? And so sometimes you read the Word and, and you're getting rubbed up the wrong way. It doesn't matter, let God be true and every man a liar. This is why it says the entrance of your Word brings light. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. The reason I'm putting this out there is because my job is to deliver it today and then you guys can judge and weigh and then we'll see what happens because God's Word does not return to Him void. So this is what the Lord says is now. This is what the Scripture we're about to read is not a future event, it's now. Let's do Hebrews. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, an innumerable company of angels. It says you've come to Mount Zion. That is fascinating. But I can't see it. It says that we, we do not walk by sight, we walk by faith. The Bible says that you have come to Mount Zion. When you say yes to Jesus, Remember, he said, wherever I am, that you, you'll be there also. You have come to Mount Zion. Not just that, but the heavenly Jerusalem. That's incredible. 
Because the Bible is a book that says the just shall live by faith. And that's, that should be not perplexing, but incredibly comforting because this is not a future event. So where's Zion? Okay, is Zion in a dimension in the multiverse or the realm of the spirit? A very, 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 you know, if you're describing Zion, you can see the credits at the beginning of Star Wars in a galaxy long, long time ago. You know, is that where Zion is? Or when Jesus died on the cross, suffered for our sins, resurrected, appeared to the disciples, and then he ascended on high. He said, Mary, don't cling to me, I haven't finished my work. And he ascended on high, presented his blood, led captivity captive. There were many, many of the saints were resurrected when Jesus came back. We, we overlook that often, right? Then he went to heaven, and then he says, now you're gonna wait, and the promise of the Father, which is the Spirit, not many days from now, on the day it manifests, obviously, prophetically on the day of Pentecost. So I think we overlook what a big deal the outpouring of the Spirit is. Wouldn't it be interesting if heaven was actually overlaid over the earth right here, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Wouldn't that be fascinating? If, and then what happens is this, is we either believe it and engage it, or we think it's a long, 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 long way away. And it's a lot of hard work. It doesn't matter whether you think it's in a galaxy long, 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 long way away, or you believe it's a dimension in the spirit overlaying the earth. What Jesus said, He says, pray this there. If you, when you pray, pray. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But we're gonna focus on a specific element that in Scripture tells us, again, getting back to, getting back to the prophetic layering, the Sarah Lee model of interpretation. It says, but you have come to Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. We know in the book of Galatians, it compares natural Zion to heavenly Zion, natural Jerusalem to heavenly Jerusalem. There's a, there's a juxtaposition, there's a comparison. What we do know now, that many scriptures, not all, but many scriptures in the Old Testament, when you're speaking of natural Zion, it is foreshadowing the supernatural, glory-filled, eternal reality. So when you see it, so the writer of Hebrews, level of conjecture who wrote it, doesn't matter, it's just a great book, is this, it says when you, it says you have come to Mount Zion, the heavenly Zion, the heavenly New Jerusalem filled with innumerable company of angels. When you say yes to Jesus, that is when it happens. However, we can look and data mine powerful scriptures connected to what you're currently accessed to now. So let's start to quickly map Zion and why it's such a big deal. Psalm Chapter two, verse six. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. So Zion's a big deal because that's where the king is. That's where the king is. Let's go to Psalm 110, the most quoted Psalm in the New Testament. The Lord said to my Lord, uh, uh, um, Jehovah, or Yahweh said to Adonai, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Go back to that. Wouldn't it be interesting can I just put something to you? Can you imagine if we have access to Zion now and the new Jerusalem now? Who thinks that's an interesting proposition? Does it not say, sit at my right hand until I make all your enemies your footstool? Is there any record of Jesus standing at the right hand of God? Is there? Yes. Stephen, anyway, just put that in your back pocket and we we'll, might visit that another time. So it says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion, rule in the midst of your enemies. Zion's a big deal because everything happens out of Zion, especially rulership. And, and the Lord doesn't eliminate enemies. He says, rule in the midst of, just like he says, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. So, Confronting the enemy or enemies 
It's not our destiny, it's just our training ground. It's just our gymnasium. But this is what's so cool. Paul goes at length all through his epistles. He says, right now, you have been co-crucified with Jesus. When He died on the cross, you went with Him. And not only if you died with Him, you are raised with Him. And not only that, He refers to again and again, in Christ, with Christ, through Him, for Him, with Him, in Him. Outside of Christ, you do not exist. But we change it. We have a consciousness that is fallen, that we focus on us and we put Jesus externally. We don't see that it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. And what's so exciting about that is this. It says that we have been, Ephesians 2, we have been raised up already and seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Can someone say amen to that? What do you think you're doing up there? Chilling? You're ruling. Can you imagine if you're ruling, but you didn't know you're ruling because of a wrong mentality? Because Jesus said, well, Jesus said through Paul, be transformed through the renewing of your mind. So here we've got the Lord saying, I have set my heart, my King in the Holy Hill and I've raised you up in that place. This is why Zion is so important. It is the dwelling place of the Lord. And we have access continuing, not only that, we are seated there. So it's the place we co-rule. Do you think right now is a good time to see the manifest, not theological, the manifest rulership of heaven on the earth now? Do you think right now is a good time? Who thinks that's a good time now? Right now, right now. Okay, so the shaking going on. This morning, I specifically wanna talk about provision. Because today we're gonna to see a convergence through the prophetic of praise, provision, and time. So at the moment, everything has been shaken. People go, I can't, well, I don't know much of them. At the moment, banking is being shaken, blockchain, central bank digital currency. I'd never heard of this term until this last year, food security. Food security, there's a thing called food security. Supply chains. Uh, land security, interest rates. How many people are getting a flogging through interest rates? Don't raise your hands, otherwise we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have to ask the comforter to come in the room. All right, so. <laughs> you got the, the governor of the Reserve Bank saying, we're not gonna put up interest rates for years. Then they do the opposite and they say, sorry if you took our advice. Talk about gaslighting. Talk about that, 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 that. A lot of the, a lot of the people in society these days. There's the song on the on the on, on the, the the banks of the river in Babylon. Is, is they've seen killing me softly. We're acting like we're on your side, but we're just going to keep putting up interest rates. So it's, it's almost like there's a manifestation of the black horse. Food quality, affordable housing. I saw something this morning. A guy put a post up. Uh, in New South Wales, where the authorities just came in and just wiped out all their beehives. He said they didn't even test them for whatever it was. They just poured petrol down into the, just, no, 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 this is happening. You don't have bees, you don't have yo-yo biscuits. No, if you don't, <laughs> goodness, what a biscuit. Um, isn't that the power of a jingle? <laughs> so if you don't have bees, you, 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 we're talking, we're talking, they fertilize, they, they pollinate everything. We're seeing, we're seeing crazy shaking. This is why we need to know that we are seated with the Lord in Zion and we have to really understand the power of the prophetic and the power of focus. So the black horse represents lack. But if we focus on lack, now some of you guys like, there is a, this is crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm about to, uh, 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 in a few weeks, take my family to a really, really interesting place on the earth. This is, this is our annual leave. We don't do it over summer anymore, do it winter. Really interesting place called France. And uh, <laughs> there's a bit going on in France. Who knows there's a bit going on in France at the moment? And I, I went to the travel agent and said, should we change our plans? 
He goes, no, 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 no. I like you. I've been following everything. Uh, I've been watching CNN. And, uh, and I went, I'll just take it as the Lord's okay with us going there. But at the moment, we're talking, we're talking rioting, strikes. We're talking so much, unre- so much shaking, so much shaking taking place in government around the world around the world. See, I don't expect everyone here to jump into politics. But when you go like this, how can you govern in the realm of the Spirit from Zion and have no knowledge of governing? There's too much of, I'm not into politics. There's too many politically illiterate people in the body of Christ. Politics is boring. I know it is. But you get two people in a room with a different agenda, you got politics. You can have like, you can have creative dance <laughs> in the front row with flags. Next thing you know, people's, people are losing eyes and you've got politics and bitchiness. You can have that everywhere. But we still, <laughs> we still, we still, yeah, I'm not called to it. I'm offended, I lost my spot, that's my seat. But we still need to know what's taking place. You are called not to govern in your own strength because you're a political nerd. You are called to govern with the King of glory. He wants to rule through you in the name of Jesus. He wants to manifest His justice. He wants to manifest judgment. He wants to manifest equity through you. It is not a future event. The Scripture clearly teaches. And this is why when we believe the wrong thing, darkness manifests. My people are destroyed through a lack of knowledge. And this is why, see, you're made in the image of God. He creates, you're a co-creator. You can create bad stuff. You can create mutations. Or he can actually guide you with his eye and it, like Jeremiah, Jeremiah, you've seen, well, you've seen well, I will perform my word. I will perform my word. Um, and so this is a lot closer and nearer than we understand. So this is why Zion is not just the place of rulership, it's where all the goodies are. Let's do Obadiah 1, Obadiah 1. But on Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. There shall be holiness. The house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. Deliverance, holiness, and possessing your possessions. This is why it's not about what's happening, it's about Zion. If we can shift everyone's collective focus into Zion, not a future Zion, that, this, that Zion is that we're already there. It's not what I say, it's what the Word of God says. You go again and again and again and again, We know in Isaiah chapter 53, it says, by his stripes you are healed. But 1 Peter 2.24 is so emphatic. It says, by his stripes you were healed. The Word of God has written that the spirit realm has activated in fullness, manifest in fullness, but we are the gates. We are the doors. We're the ones, we're the bandwidth of the manifestation of the kingdom of heaven on the earth. Why do you think they were open to keeping marijuana clinics in 2020 open, open to, to keeping brothels open, entertainment, but you cannot go to church and you can cannot sing because they didn't want that they had to shut the bandwidth of the kingdom of glory through the collective focus of the saints this is a really really big deal when you start to get your head around this you go oh my goodness this is why the tabernacle of David needs to be uh, rebuilt okay so let's go to uh, hang on it's a phone it's slipping everywhere I bind you I've you guys know the story. One of my strongest intercessors for decades was Italian. She should get really upset with She go, I bond you, Satan. And Satan, Satan was bonded. All right, so. Oh, here we go. Oh, yes. All right, here we go. Are we drawing? Okay. Now, this is why we've been seeing David's tabernacle rebuilt through this place. But if you want to know See, when you praise God, I've, you know, I have, I have some amazing encounters when I praise God and I have times I feel nothing. It doesn't change that I meant to, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I will bless the Lord continually. His praise shall be in my mouth, okay? 
So I have times it's amazing, times not so amazing. But who knows the dynamic? Praising God and the presence of God gets stronger and stronger. Who knows that? Yep, brilliant. Because people who, who, who go into a, like a spirit-filled service, they go, man, you sing the same song heaps. They don't understand it, right? It's because you're actually cycling deeper into the glory and you actually get, you're actually being transported. I will, I will uh, uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving, my courts of praise. When you start to see that, 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 that your spirit is already in the Lord, those who join to the Lord are one spirit with him. When you understand that your spirit's already connected to the Lord, but the rest of your conscious and subconscious life, when you praise the Lord, you actually get transported to a place of oneness. And that's the very presence of God. And this is why it's not about just singing, it's actually, so I, know, I know like a big buzz movie there for ages was Sister Act, you know, and Joyful, Joyful and all that. Being perfected in praise isn't singing, you know, like an angel per se. It's actually synchronising your inner and outer world till you're actually manifesting Zion in your situation. That's what being, that's what, that's what perfecting praise is about. But we do know if you want free flow access continually in Zion. I do not mean theologically, I mean experientially. Let's do Psalm 24. That's a good one. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy presence? He has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to an idol. That could be anything. Usually that's around appetites, can be around ego, but there's a whole gamut of things. It's called the work of the flesh. You know, interesting read for those who... Want to know that they're journeying? All right. <laughs> he was clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully. So having clean hands and a pure heart, I would love to say that I have a pure heart. I'd love to say that. But what I've learned is this, is that I've learned to cultivate. I don't look in here like this. get out the muck rake. You know, if God shows me something, I repent of it. But your people's like, my gosh, they gotta renounce the sin of their grandfather's adopted dog. It just gets too much. In your light, we see light. But that I've learned to say, I want, I've, I've had to train my inner world to have to restrain my appetites, whether they be natural or things of acknowledgement, or recognition or honour, whatever that may be. And I've learned to make them subservient to God's presence and His honour. And I've had to train myself because most people are naturally self-serving. God forbid anyone be, would be like that in here. This is just the people watching live. But you have to start to train yourself. You go like this, here's the deal. God, you know, what did I say the other day? I was saying in... Um, the Song of Moses <laughs> in Exodus 15. He wasn't walking around like going, look, I'm a, I'm a prophet, listen to me. You know, a red sea to the left of me, Pharaoh to the right, here I am stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> Is that we learn, we actually learn to lay a hold of the Lord. It's a muscle you develop. It's actually about the presence of God, heavenly realities, and the mountain of the Lord. It says, you have come to Mount Zion, but it says, clean hands, pure heart, has not sworn deceitfully. You know, like, I am a glass half full guy, but I've got to make sure I don't exaggerate. That's a form of lying. God has a big problem with lying. Has a big problem with lying. I get really excited, and, 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 and you know, like, there might be, a, and, 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 you know, a, a, a crusade or something like that, and I get quoted, it was between 1,000 and 1,500 people came to Christ. I said, 1,500 people came to Christ. That's just my natural disposition. But I actually have had to just, because what happens if you lie, do you know what happens? Your subconscious hears everything and then your subconscious stops believing your own words. When you lie, exaggerate and deceive, and then when you speak to the mountain, your heart doesn't believe you and the mountain won't move. This is why we can't give false witness. This is why we've got to be accurate. We don't have to be a retentive, you know, like I'm an accountant. Oh, I might have been out by one number. Let's get over that. But there's that spirit of deceitfulness and exaggeration, a lying spirit. Do you know what's a really hectic scripture? Really hectic scripture. 
Did you know that God wanted to bring justice, judgment and equity in Israel at once? And then a demon appeared before the throne and said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all the prophets. We have to be careful. We have to a snare of man, uh, um, fear of man brings a snare. So this is why manifesting or coming into God's presence actually requires clean hands, pure heart, has not uh, uh, borne false witness or, or been deceitful and hasn't lifted up the heart to an idol. So that's what actually on an experiential level. Then we have, what we have is something quite powerful. I think Psalm 120, 121 to Psalm 134 is a song of ascents. Song of ascents that they'd be singing, oh, when the saints, no, that wasn't the one is they'd be going up during the festival and the feast, they'd be going up to Jerusalem and they're going up to Zion and they were singing and as they were walking deeper into the realm of glory, they were singing these songs. When you develop praise in your life, you ascend. And what's one of the major song of ascents? Let's put it up here. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence my, uh, comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth he will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. So will you start to get so excited about Zion and so excited that bringing glory to God manifests, transports you into the presence of God? See, it's not about just perfecting your singing voice or, or your harmonisation or whatever. This is why we are fully massaging this as a foundation. Otherwise, it's way too, way too abstract. Okay, last point. but it's a good point. What is it about horses? Who has encounters, dreams or visions about horses? Come on, who has that? Yeah, yeah, powerful. So the Bible has a lot to say about horses. Read the book of Zechariah, read the book of Revelation, read the book, read, read, read Kings. It's a lot to say about horses. You know, you've got, what I wanna do is I just wanna focus on horses for a second. But horses is something about Actually, who's actually good at riding horses? Who's good at, real, real, real big wave? Not many, we better learn, hey? You're looking at someone who proudly can say, I have been radically thrown off by a Shetland pony. <laughs> His name was Kelly. And Kelly had a habit of biting and Kelly escaped. And I was assured that Kelly would be fine, jump on her back. And I felt that I was on the back of a Brahma bull who'd just been on uh, smelling salts, you know. And so I have been thrown off the back of a Shetland pony. <laughs> Never forget it. And so what you have is that in regards to riding a horse, you're actually in charge of quite a magnificent animal and you've got to learn. A horse knows when you're terrified. Get on, they said. It'll be easy, they said. And so the Lord wants us to get used to the realms of the Spirit, what it is to move with Him and ride with Him. Because did you know that it says that, yes, there, are, there is a pale horse, black horse, etc. But more importantly, more importantly, it actually says that the Lord appeared out of heaven sitting on a white horse. But who's behind the Lord on their own white horses? His kids. He, you are called to ride white horses if you haven't already. And this is what we have to learn. And you're clothed in fine linen behind the Lord. Now, who remembers a certain description about what happened with Elijah and Elisha? Who remembers what the types of horse they were? They're, they're exactly, they were fiery. They were gingers, okay? Well, not necessarily. We've got to, we've got to put something in there somehow. All right. Let's look at this, 2 Kings 2.11. <coughs> then it happened. As they continued on and talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Hey, just a real quick one. Right, this is one of my conversations this morning. Who believes they have, I'm not saying they're necessarily an ascension gift prophet. They might be, they might not be. Wave nice and bold. Come on, you've got to be bold on this. Who believes they have a prophetic call on their life? Wave at me. Real, real, come on, come on. Real, real, wave, okay. Wave offering, there we go. I can almost guarantee you have a whirlwind around you. You know prophetic people and they're a bit, nah! 
right this. And sometimes there's chaos and confusion. That's because when you're talking to them, it's like, hey, go. You see this cow, you know, and there's a. So, and we're we're one of the most prophetic churches anywhere, and this is a this place is a giant whirlwind portal. But we, then some people are married to prophets. Good morning, darling. How's your day? We have to learn to function between the two realms because they were separated. They were separated, mate, you know. They were separated. (laughs) Let's do another, let's do a double portion thing. Let's do 2 Kings 6.17. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. How many times have you been surrounded by fiery horses and you were not aware of it? See, we don't have to be aware of it. We have to be aware of where we're already seated in Zion and give glory to God and celebrate Him and sing the song of ascent. I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And then when you get good at it, you become perfected in praise. Do you know what happens? Is you start getting transported. You start getting transported. But if you do not perfect praise, you get stuck on an earthbound place. And so this is so exciting because the Lord wants to speak directly into the area of provision. Who could handle Zion with deliverance, holiness and possessing their possessions? Who'd love to possess their possessions? Because rather than, I'm, I'm gonna go into some, this is, the actual, this is the actual word, right? And so last week, what happens is that generally speaking, uh, um, I say to my wife, when she's been at the law firm all day, I said, look, stay home, get ready for an intern day. And, you know, we're good. And she said last week, she said, no, 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 I've got to come for the worship. I have to come for the worship. There's something I've got to, I've got to be here. And then I was over here and I'm looking at her there. I'm going, she's having an encounter. And she was, she was today, okay, she's, she's on her way out to Munta. And having a, a hectic encounter. And so I know Christina has a lot of encounters. I think she, Christina saw something around horses recently and other people. But God wants to move very, very swiftly in our midst. Who's excited about that? And it's not about the deliverance, it's actually about Zion. Because the enemy can't hear these sermons about the snake line. You know, there was a snake in the, in, the, in the two-seater plane and we just went higher and higher and higher until the air got thinner and the snake died because the snake can't go above a certain height. That's fine. Who's heard that preach? Yeah, three of you. All right, great. <laughs> and some of you are going, oh, I love that teaching. Anyway, so think of it like this. Zion is faith to faith, glory to glory, faith to faith, glory to glory. The enemy can't even track when you are obsessed with the Lord, worshiping Him, praising Him, and ruling and reigning from a high altitude of glory, the, the, the enemy can't even track you. So you, you don't even have to pray for deliverance. The enemy cannot occupy Zion because he's had the, the, God has installed His King on His holy hill. And in this season, when the enemy wants to shake provision and fear of lack, he says, "No, son, you're already on Zion, and I want to show you how." So, uh, so Rachel's having this encounter. And (laughs) I'm like, I'm sort of like, that's my attempt at drawing. Okay, I'm like trying to draw it here because she said it was a bit like this, a bit like this, and someone over here and someone over here, you know, and I'm just going, how do you keep up with this? She saw, here we go. She saw a giant round object, half in the ground, half in the air in the heavens. The round object looked like the old round dial phone. Think about the patience we used to have. You do a nine. It's like a wheel within a wheel. Seven. Who remembers ringing? 
overseas. And now it's sort of like we press the button, we get the wrong button. It's taking too long, you know. And, and so she saw this giant thing in the ground, rounds. It's like a giant uh, dial-up phone, but instead of having the numbers, it had Hebraic living letters. I said, how big was this object? And she said, it was, it was, it was massive enough to change the axis of the earth. It was huge. And so she said uh, that one of the other things was it was based on hearing God's voice and doing, and she knew it controlled time. This thing, she said, you could dial it in any direction, but it controlled time. And she's having this encounter. And then this morning she's messaging me as I'm out there. She goes, stuff is happening at the moment because God wants us to position ourselves in our conscious, conscious mind that we're already in Zion, all right? Because there are some lies out there. There are some big lies. This is gonna be an amazing quote. You can quote me. God created man and woman only. You can quote me. It's, it's, the world's got that fruity. Did you know I was on the phone to a friend in Atlanta on Saturday? And he tells me in primary school, in the public, in the, in the toilets, in the public school, you have the different toilets, but then you have the furries. And the furries are those who identify as a rabbit, a cat, or a dog, and they have litter boxes in the toilets. This is really happening. I said, Jim, come on. He goes, no, 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 this is really happening. There is so much happening so quickly that I wouldn't even darken your ear gates in regards to the rubbish going on. That now even the monarchy is gender neutral in its, in its pronouns. This is on our watch. This is on our watch. Can someone say amen? Oh, wow. Please, Lord, get me out of this mess. All right. This is on our watch. Can someone say amen? Because He wants you, He wants to rule. Gosh, what a spirit of intimidation. I bind you in Jesus' name. Come on, just quickly, just lift your hands to heaven. Lift your hands to heaven. Can you just pray in the Spirit? Just pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We thank you for the presence of the Lord. We thank you for the presence of the Lord. Lord, You are our King. You are our King. And we bless Your Holy Name. We thank You, guys, a little bit louder, a bit more volume. Holy Ghost, we just thank You. Pray through us. We break every spirit of intimidation. We break the fear of man in the Name of Jesus. We renounce the fear of man in the Name of Jesus. We break it. We come against it. We will not come under it in the Name of the Blood of Jesus. And Lord, we thank You for Zion. We thank You for Your holy hill. We thank You, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. So God wants to rule through you now. Can someone say amen? amen. Okay, let's go home. No, no, <laughs> that wasn't a metaphor either. All right, so, so Rachel saw this incredible object and knew it was connected to time. It could be dialed in any direction, but she saw fiery horses flying in and out of it flying in and out of it. And this is the issue that we have here, is that you would be shocked how much you and others influence time on the earth. You'd be shocked. And I wanna show you. Who remembers the Tower of Babel? Were you there? No, okay. <laughs> Were you there? <laughs> okay, no more than you saw the dinosaurs. All right, so anyway, Tower of Babel. It was a structure that reached into the heavens. Do you think God was worried about the height of this structure? No, He was not. Let's go Genesis 11:6. This is what changes time. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one. And they have all one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. 
When people are one, even time can change. Even time can change. If we can build a doctrine that the kingdom of heaven was not poured out of the earth at Pentecost and one day, one day, one day, one day, one day, we manifest nothing, nada, zip, zero. It's all one day. And what the enemy wants to do, he wants to bring confusion in the camp of the ecclesia. If the church cannot come together at Zion in a place of oneness, I've been to ecumenical meetings and we all believe slightly different things, who cares? You go, I agree with this person more than this person, who cares? The Lord wants oneness. He wants oneness. And this is, this is what He wants. He wants to rule out of Zion, but He cannot do it without you, without I. It says in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 20, 20, well, that's all folks, let's close in prayer. He says in Hebrews chapter 12, 22 to 24, He says, but now you have come to Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. Scripture after Scripture after Scripture says that heaven and earth, there's an overlay and it's only separated by a veil. That veil is the heart. That veil is unbelief. That's it. That's it. This is why we're called to continually commit to worshipping and praising the Lord because it says, according to uh, Exodus chapter 15, He will plant us in the mountain of His inheritance. If the church cannot unite in praise, Nothing's going to happen because David's fallen tabernacle was directly connected to the ingathering of the Gentiles in the name of Jesus. And this, the Lord is wanting to move on the earth. He wants us to be so excited about the manifestation of Zion. We're talking, it's not even a fair fight. He's just waiting for His people to make up their mind. Right now, right now, pushed on society, is a collective consciousness of communism that redefines identity. Everything that's called reality to redefine it. And I'll tell you why that's an issue. Because if they can get the world in agreement on collective consciousness, they can change time. Like they did in the Tower of Babel. The problem is the church can't be the ones that are confused and scattered. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to confuse and scatter the church. Let us be here and wherever else, whoever may, you know, whoever, you know, come, all you who have no money, come and buy and eat and partake. But let us prove that David's fallen tent being rebuilt is the key power source and blueprint, excuse the cliche, of seeing mighty, mighty in gathering of souls in the name of Jesus. This is happening when you have sand boxes, litter boxes in kids' primary schools. That's how quick things are happening. Someone else is telling me in Canada that, that, if you, that there are people who identify as a cat in school and when they respond to their roll call, they meow or purr. And if the teacher doesn't recognise it, they get the sack. This is happening. See this. This is the ecclesia, but do not see it as the norm. We actually have to, for others' sake, be planted in the mountain of God's inheritance because there are multitudes out there, multitudes of people who are lost, multitudes of people who are confused and scared. There's more unborn again, unredeemed people out there concerned about the agenda than a lot of people whose names are in the Lamb's Book of Life. See, you're, you're, you're tickety-boo. You're fine. You, 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 you're all, you, you've won. Who believes that? Come on, if you're in Christ, you, you've won. So now it's not about us. It's about the lost. It's about others. But we can't do it in our own strength. You can go up on the street and pressure someone doing a sinner's prayer. I'd rather do it in the glory. I'd rather people walk into a shop and people like manifest or whatever. And you go, when in doubt, cast it out. And then you lead them to the Lord and they're free before they've even said yes to Jesus. See, this is what we have to see, but we have to understand how powerful this is, is that collective consciousness changes time. It says in, it says in we won't put it up, Daniel chapter seven, verse 25, and the little horn will intend to change times and laws. We have, we have authority over time. If Joshua did, we do. If Isaiah did, we do. But we cannot be underneath. We have to see that we're already in Zion. Let's finish with, 
Isaiah 25, about going up and connecting with the Lord. And in this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast of choice pieces, a feast of wines on the leaves, that's mature wine, okay? Of fat things full of marrow, of well-refined wines on the leaves. Yep. You ready? And He will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. Let's read that again. And He will destroy on this mountain. Come on. You get enough people praising God. You get enough people praising God and being obsessed with His presence. What happens? The, The covering that's over all people starts to tear. Who finds this amazing? But where's it happen? It happens from Zion. It happens from Zion. And the veil that is spread over all nations. If we push everything into the future, we get nothing. We actually have to, let's, do you know, I just think like this. We are called to go into all the world and make disciples of the nations. Our job isn't to sit around and keep score like Holy Ghost accountants. Our job is to go in and actually change atmospheres. I'll tell you what right now, from the days of Charles Finney, days of Charles Finney, when people would get into Rochester, New York, and they'd say to people, where's the revival? He goes, you'll know. 20 miles out from the meeting, there's the glory. Maria Woodworth Edda was way more. Who wants to see that again? It's a bit tearing of the veil, but you're already seated on the right, the right side of Zion. Holy Ghost. Can we put the pads on, please? Holy Ghost. Who's excited? Come on. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Grab your communion. Holy Spirit. Things are happening quickly. We do not have to be stressed, but we have to be obsessed with the kingdom of heaven and accessing it through praise. Holy, 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 holy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Weigh the Word, judge the Word. If you believe it's the Word of the Lord, share it online. Listen to it again. God wants you to get acquainted with heavenly transportation. God wants you to get acquainted or reacquainted with heavenly provision. Holy Ghost. There's so many dreams happening at the moment, but the Lord wants us to know that we are with Him in Zion, but as we praise Him, we become more aware of it. Can we say a prayer, uh, can we say a, a prayer of faith? Let's, let, 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 let's ask the Lord to open our eyes to see fiery chariots. Can we do that? Is that, are you okay with that? And then we'll, we'll close up, we'll close up with announcements, Holy Ghost. Who can feel the presence of God? Hallelujah. Huh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is not a future thing. It's not a future thing. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, you are our comforter, you are our teacher, you lead us into all truth. And I just thank you, Lord. I thank you as we pray together. I thank you as we agree together. I thank you in Jesus' name for your goodness. Just repeat this after me. Spirit of God, I thank you. You are my teacher. You lead me into all truth. For the sons and daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, I ask right now, open my eyes that I might behold Your provision in Zion. Even fiery chariots, even white horses, I wanna possess my possessions. I choose to believe that because my name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, I am seated in heavenly places. It's not a future thing, it's a now thing. Bless this communion to my body in Jesus' Name. Holy Ghost.
I'm expecting a lot of encounters. But we had to go a bit over time because I'll tell you what right now, things are happening very quickly. However, the Lord says, if you spend time in the holy hill of the Lord, 